On a magnificent Monday afternoon, greetings family, it's the teddy bear and welcome to the zone of L.O.T.O. Radio, Lord have mercy, Night Tracks. And today's artist spotlight, gifted singer, songwriter, yes Lord, <laughs> the rock patriot, the legendary Mr. Mark Farner is joining us today. Brother Mark, how are you doing? Hey, I'm proud to be sucking air, Brother Teddy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. Man, you know what? You, I, any day above ground is definitely a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's it is. It's definitely. I have always been fascinated with your career. And one of the things that have always intrigued me, and I've asked a lot of artists that have been a part of successful groups, why is it so challenging when you all collectively have one goal in mind then ends up then egos get involved what happens that causes that i think you just hit the nail on the head brother <laughs> you know it's uh, those those egos are a terrible thing when they're left unchecked and uh if you don't cast down those thoughts that exalt themselves above the knowledge of love, those thoughts are going to interrupt the flow and they're going to make sure uh, that that love and the relationship that we once had are not going to exist uh, because the ego, you know, the pride of man, brother. Right. You know, it, it, sometimes it's a curse of man. Without question. We need to have it, but when there is uh, no forgiveness involved and, and you just declaring yourself as the one who is, you know, the one, uh, it's not going to be good. I have, I have learned to be humble and to admit when I know I'm wrong and I admit I'm wrong even if I don't think I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong, just to, right. just to get it over with. <laughs> right. You know, let's get on to the next step because life is too short to be allowing that kind of interference in our, you know, in, in our world that we live in. Because really, if there ain't that forgiveness, the world ain't good to live in. Without question. One of the things that really touched me on something that you said a while back, spiritually being spiritually conscious of what's going on around you and that when you have that kind of cohesiveness and we're all as one it, the the amazing things that you're able to do as far as being able to touch so many touch so many people from a music standpoint and you have done a phenomenal job even being a solo artist being able to bring that transparency to so many people and so many fans who love your music. Well, thank you for that, brother. And and it is by the grace of God, of course. But when I um, had my uh, exit from the bone suit, you know, I, I died when they uh, put my pacemaker in. And uh, I was shown on the way back in for the second time, I was shown that debt consciousness, D-E-B-T, debt, that's a four-letter, that's, that's the nastiest four-letter word on this planet, D-E-B-T, debt. 
because we're supposed to owe no man anything except to love him. Right. And and that the only way we can achieve that, brother, is we have to set ourselves free. Nobody's coming along to go poof with the magic stick and go, bam, you are free. We have to do that from the inside because that's where the spirit lives. That's where it's caged up in there from every experience that drove it back and further and further. And we had to defend ourselves. I mean, we was once these cute little infant, just a bundle of energy, this love. And because we came from love, uh, you know, it just emanates from those. And I have held so many little babies in our family and you just, Oh, just let's leave me alone for a while with this child. I'm just going <laughs> to feed on this because, because it does something to us. If we allow it to, if we haven't become so hardened and so uh, earthly minded, uh, we can be under the influence of that and allow ourselves to get back in touch with that part of our being. Because if we don't, we are lost, Brother Teddy Bear. And so many people are off the path because they are in pursuit of that money, that dollar, that mammon. And, uh, and it, you know, you can try to eat it, it's not going to make you stronger and give you no strength. Well, that gold, it. that silver, that the, the diamonds, you ain't going to get nothing out of eating them. I'm telling you, people Without got their values put in the wrong place. Yeah. And, Without question. Uh, yeah. Without question. I use the analogy like a battery, ACDC, where yeah. I look at it. We're both 21. We've been around the block a few times. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I, I look at the difference between 70s music and where we are now. A lot of 70 based, 70s based music was about unity, no color lines. Everyone is one as people. Yeah. Amen. And you put the emphasis on that collectively. And I wanted to get your feedback as far as where you see music at today. Do you see the lack of that same kind? of bringing people together as it was in the 60s and also in the 70s? Well, the the biggest obstacle that we face is uh, the deregulation of the FCC, because prior to uh, 1996, when uh, Bill Clinton signed in uh, the deregulation of the FCC, uh, it actually started under Reagan back in the mid eighties, but Clinton finished us off uh, along with the North American free trade agreement, the global agreements on tariffs and trades, most favored nation trade status for red communists, China, <laughs> come on, come on. You know, the, I knew that something in the milk wasn't cream back then. Right, right. And, but prior to that was, this is what you're talking about, brother. We had our community, our rock community, solid. You remember when uh, John Lennon and uh, Yoko Ono were laying in that bed? Right. For peace. For peace. For peace. You remember right. that? I mean, and the, the news was covering it. 
And, and those powers and principalities that rule the darkness of this world, they weren't having no part of that because they didn't want the peace. They don't want peace. They are insane with the lust for power, these families who control the world. I mean, there's just eight families that control the United States and not only the United States, but every other country that they issue the currency to. And that's like over 130 countries. So it's no wonder that we've had this massive mess right now because we've we've lost touch with our rock community, which was brother. That was our love. What you were talking about, man, is there was no black and white. It was. Yes, we are all together for love. And for the sake of love, our blood is red. There's no other colors in there. And that's what we got to go on. The color of love is red. Without question. I'm Without question. You, I'm telling you. But when, when they deregulated and they made, uh, you know, it used to be you could own 7 a.m., 7 FM, 7 television stations, and it was kept in the hands of American families mothers and fathers, grandfathers and grandmothers uh, who had moral conscience over what our children were seeing and hearing. Right. And now that conscience is buried. It's gone. It's like R.I.P. It, it's no place to be found unless you can dig out someplace over here or something where there's still a little bit of a a community that's held together by a radio station that isn't part of some corporate conglomerate where some guy sitting in New York City programming for over 5,000 radio stations across the country. One guy sitting there. How does he know what I like to listen to up here in northern <laughs> Michigan? You know, uh, it, that's a trouble, man. It's really bad. And, and the disc jockeys that used to be our guys, I mean, they were telling us what was going on. They were bringing new music to us. They were saying, check this out, man. Uh, that's all gone. I remember setting up and uh, listening to Skip on AM radio, Curtis Johnson, my brother and uh, guitar player, one of the first bands I was in, okay. we set up, his grandmother had this great big radio, huge wooden radio that had a speaker this big in it. And right about 11 o'clock, you start getting this Skip. And we would get John R. way down south in Dixie. It's the Royal Crown hairdressing show. And this WLAC <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee, and guess where he was playing, man. Oh, it was the some of the best. It was the moments that we were learning. We got, oh man, uh, Muddy Waters, uh, we gotta we gotta learn that lick. We gotta, you know, we were just setting up eating uh mayonnaise and horseradish on folded bread, and there's your right. sandwich. And and listen to John R. for half the night from that point on. But that was part of what we got fed. And in Michigan, you know, where I lived in Flint, Michigan, I was getting fed from CKLW, uh, Rosalie, across the river, you know, in Canada, and, and Detroit Wheels and, uh, uh, you know, Flint stations, WAMM, playing music that was happy music playing music where we go to these dances, brother, and dance. And it didn't matter what color you were. It, it, it didn't enter into it. What entered in was the good time we was all having and dancing. And, and uh, some DJ up there 
that has been holding us all together on the radio. He's now in front of us and he's talking to us. We see this cat is real and we got community and that's missing. That is question. That's gone, brother. And so, uh, I can't, I don't see any hope for music until we re-regulate the FCC and get it back in the hands of American families. Uh, the, the corporate conglomerates, the, the ones who are answering, they're all on puppet lines and they answer to the eight families. And uh, it's all about the, it's all about the scratch. It's all about... And they, these, these people are sick. They, they brought all this BS across the world and all these 130 sub countries that they issue the currency to. Guess what we got to this week? Oh, COVID. Co- what is COVID? And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God, how did this all happen so fast in all these different countries? Well, when you are issuing the currency to all these countries, you got all kinds of power, brother. Without question. Without question. You have always been very outspoken. I know a lot of times for being so outspoken, uh, you have definitely taken your pound of flesh from dealing with certain people because they are in their own quote unquote, what they deem is their own personal reality. And it's not about the people anymore. And I feel it even more through your music. When you go in the studio and that creating process starts, what are some of the things that really just motivate you to take it to another level? Well, I have this burning love. I have a fire, brother. I have a fire. And it's unquenchable. I mean, you can't put this thing out. You can't extinguish this fire. Uh, and I, in the studio, I lean on the heat and where that's coming from and what, what is the inspiration? What made me write that song back in 1977, Social Disaster? You know, something red is on the wake, coming closer day by day, threatening the life of every man who reigns in freedom in this land. Is there anyone left with spirit here? If you've up and gone, then I really fear a social disaster. I mean, you know, uh, Dick Wagner, the guitar player for Alice Cooper and, uh, you know, Ursa Major, great uh, Detroit, uh, Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan, you know, guitar guy. He was the producer of that. And he says, Mark, where, where, where are those words coming from? I said, man, they're coming from within. Just like he told me when I was 18 years old, Brother Teddy Bear, he, I'm asking him, how do you get all these songs? He says, you got them songs in you. I said, I do? He says, yeah. And he reaches over and he touches me right there. He says, you got them right in there. You can write music. I can. He went to bed and I wrote Heartbreaker, this first song I ever wrote. It was on our first album. And I do it in concert, and uh, I feel the fire, man. I feel the heat of that creativity, and because there's love involved in it, there's uh, there's a, a draw to it that we all have this. Like I said, 
it's cluttered by a lot of life's circumstances and a lot of hurt and a lot of pain, but we still have it and we got to get back to it. We got to allow ourselves to get back to being that little bundle of love. That's what we inherit when we leave this place and all the things that we pick up along the way, somebody else is going to be breaking them toys when we kick the bucket, brother. You know? question. Yeah, man. We, we, what are we doing to think that we're going to live forever, man, collecting all this stuff? It, it ain't right. We have, to, we have to look at things uh, in a different perspective, but we can't when, when we don't have that leadership, when we don't have those DJs, man, talking, speaking to our hearts and playing us this new stuff and telling us why they love it. You know, um, I did an interview uh, with WNEW New York. Okay. The guy was telling me, uh, he said, uh, Brother Mark, we did this uh, poll. Actually, we got 100 people to write down their definition of what the bridge over troubled water by Simon and Garfunkel meant. He says, dude, we got 100 diversely different, not even two similar definitions. He says, 100 way different. I said, that's the beauty. That yeah. was before MTV. That was before all this music got one definition out of that one video. It's like it's stifling our creativity. And our creativity is screaming to get out. And that's part of that fire, man, that you ask me about when I'm in the studio. It's getting fed. And I've been doing some stuff with Mark Slaughter. And he's a brother. He is a spirit brother. He believes the same way. And uh, we believe in the same Jesus, man. All right. you know, uh, it's a, it's not uh, some mamby-pamby, man. Jesus is a badass. Without question. And and, and we are hitting, uh, when we get in that place, man, it's like, oh, my God, this is so good. This is so good. I can't wait till people hear this. And we, we have to work a little bit at a time because, you know, he's down there in Nashville. I'm in northern Michigan. And uh, when we do have time to, to get together for three days, magic happens. Uh, and we do things, you know, like you can do over the Internet. I can send him a file of me singing and or playing a bass or whatever, and he can put it in the track uh, and we doctor it up until we both like it. And, yeah, we're good. Uh, but that that is in my music. It's going to stay in my music because I, I didn't get bent by the money. I, I see what it is. I've had a lot of it. I bought two of everything in case one had break. I still have a good one to play with. <laughs> you know, but uh, I, I believe people are dying to hear the truth. I, they're, you know, I see people uh, in groups and, and to trying to interact. They don't even know how to interact. They, you know, what they're going to interact with. Um, if it's not based on love, it's, it's just a uh, flash in the pan anyways. And it's part of the mirage because nothing is as it appears to be, as you well know, brother. Oh yeah. Without question, without question, your live performances are legendary and they come across when you perform like Linus in his blanket, you wrap everyone and they feel safe, sound, 
insecure to the point that's like you want to take them home. Yeah. With you. Yeah. What is it like to get that kind of love, that kind of adulation at this stage of your career? It is inspiring. It is my very encouragement to press forward, to press on and to squeeze the last drop of love out of this bone suit before, (laughs) before I go on, you know, um, it's because of that, what we're talking about, that, that love, that it's an entity that we all have. If we saw it as precious as it really is, we would defend it and protect it. And we wouldn't fall for the BS that has taken us away. And, and for everything that, uh, that gets in our way, everything that distracts us, everything that gets our attention instead of uh, us putting our mind on on that which we are and that which we used to come together for, the, the, for the sake of love and for the pop festivals and all these festivals that we did. Man, it was, there was people of every kindred tongue and we got along great, brother because nobody was encouraging racial discrimination or, you know, separation of any kind. We were all coming together because of that love that's in each one of us, man. And that's what we have to return to. Somehow we got to get back to that love. We'll do it through music. Music's going to be a big part of it. Without question. But we got to set ourselves free, brother. Uh, Mm. The powers and principalities don't want us free. And that's obvious. Somebody telling me I'm going to own nothing and be happy. Are you crazy? (laughs) (laughs) That is arrogance beyond, that is arrogance beyond this world. Right. Right. That's that's not even, you can't entertain that kind of stuff. What did I do here? Oh, there I, I'm back. It, it is incredible when you talk. I want to touch upon something that you said earlier, as far as "quote unquote" modern radio, yeah. where the DJs have been pushed to the side. Everything is automated. I remember growing up in Los Angeles, listening to Jim Ladd religiously. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> listening him to relig- religiously on KLOS, and it's now everything is automated. They've taken the DJs out of the station. And I think one of the biggest downfalls, just from my personal perspective, when all the major music stores started closing down from Tower Records, from Musicland, from Warehouse. And I wanted to ask you, I wanted to get your thought process, process when you started seeing that happening and we started moving in, quote unquote, in a digital age and getting rid of wax and eight track tapes and cassettes. What was your thought press as far as now? Okay. They're getting rid of that. How do I adjust now to this digital age where everything is being marketed as far as the internet now? Yeah. Well, when that was happening, brother, it was, it was uh, stifling that part of me, that creative part, because I could see um, the powers that were moving that, um, that, that they had a, an end that they wanted to attain and this controlling interest 
in the air because uh, you know who the, who the prince uh, of the power of the air is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, I, I saw us losing ground as far as the people having a voice to say so, uh, the people being uh, brought together by the love. Uh, it has to come from a person. And that's why you are so important, Brother Teddy Bear. I'm telling you, you you're taking the place of those uh, guys that used to feed us. You have a place with your podcast, with your show, uh, in people's heart. And I can tell uh, just from this short conversation that we've had already that you are very influential in that realm. And God bless you. But there's a lot of guys like you and a lot of women uh, that are that have shows um, that are reaching out uh, and they're giving a little bit of what people need. As people now, uh, you know, gravitate more and more to these types of programs, um, we're going to see our strength rise up as long as they don't cut the Internet off. You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, when it was happening. And uh, I remember, you know, going to record stores and, and signing, you know, uh, people lined up out the door and, and talking to folks and how very personal that is and how very rewarding, not just for the fans, but for me, brother, uh, to hear some of these people that they, they would just say a few words, but they said it from such a place in their heart that it, it was just going into a zoom, you know, oh, yeah, that person, thank you, Lord, for letting me have the words that spoke to that sister, you know, that she just blessed me back by giving me that little snapshot of what happened in her life. You know, it changed her forever. And uh, and my intention is to set the, the captives free, to set people free and to use my music to the best of my ability and trust God for the rest of it. Well, it definitely resonates through your music. There's a huge difference between being signed to a major label and being an independent artist. And I want to talk to you about from your perspective, the, the, the pros and cons of being an independent artist, as far as having complete creative control over your music and not allowing quote unquote big brother to control everything that you do. Yeah. Well, the satisfaction that I have, um, as you have depicted very well, um, it doesn't need the influence of somebody that is corporate, uh, somebody that is, you know, uh, supposed to be a, a a music critic, a, uh, an A and R man, A and R man. They they're like snakes. They have no ears. It's right. just, they have they have this. They have uh, what's gonna make us this, and what's gonna keep this going, and gonna keep this mirage spinning. Uh, because it's at some point in time, and you know this as well as I do, brother, the house of cards is going to fall. Without question. Yeah. Without and question. we have to be prepared. And the music 
from yesteryear, from the 70s, from the 60s, 70s, all that good music. Um, man, that's what feeds me. When when we, Lisa and I, you know, we've been married 44 years. It'll be uh, 45 years, January 8th of 23. Wow. Man, we'll, we'll put on music that makes us happy with dance until we sweat, man. We <laughs> coffee table out of the way and, and let that music uh, back into us to, to motivate us to, you know, bring a smile to our face and a hug, you know, uh, because we both are believing uh, the same way ab about the music. And, and we won't listen to anything that, even sounds like it's got a little gear out of place, you know, right. For us, it has to be feeding us uh, inspiration to dance. I love to dance, man. I love to dance. And I think we all love to dance really at heart, but there's a lot of men that won't give themselves a chance to get out there on the <laughs> dance floor because of that pride or whatever it is uh right. or whatever it is they don't want to make a wrong move somebody be laughing at them going look at that klutz are you kidding me? no that ain't gonna happen that really ain't gonna happen uh we are individuals we we ought to dance our own little individual dance you know and everybody be going yeah man look at that individual that that's shaking it down you know and these hoochie mamas they get out and and all the guys be going, whoa, man, look at that woman move. It's like, you want to you learn how to dance? Go out and stand next to her. <laughs> you will dance. <laughs> hey, I, I look at it. It wasn't like Jim Morrison was Fred Astaire, but he did his thing when he got that's on right. stage. Oh, he, yeah. He was, he was feeling it. And I mean, to me, that's one of the most beautiful things in the world when you just really touched by the spirit and just out there and just have that level of freedom. And it's like something that you touched upon earlier. We don't have that anymore. No. There's, that, there's no level of freedom anymore. We're so caught up and so self confined and put ourselves in a box that we can't do this because as you said earlier, due to ego, being afraid of what other people think. And for you, you've always expressed your opinion to a whole, <laughs> to a <laughs> to a whole nother level, but I want to talk about your wonderful wife. What has it been for you, for you to have that kind of love and that kind of support over the years, brother? It's my completion as a man, and to have somebody stick by me that I could give a hundred percent of my love to without reservation. And it's never, uh, it's never come back to bite me or slap my ass. It is, it has been rewarding to go reckless abandon into our relationship because I esteem her to be equal with me. That it's not a big secret. It it doesn't, you know, take studying, going to college. It's not a big thing. This as my Cherokee blood. And when I received the Cherokee Medal of Honor, one of the brothers there 
uh, told me, he said, Cherokee men esteem their wives to be equal with themselves. That's why they don't get divorced. And I said, well, that's well put. It, it brings it right down to, <laughs> to where we live, you know, right. to where we're living. And I, and I looked because Lisa was with me and I said, honey, that's us. You know, uh, women need to be heard. Uh, we see what a world that is driven by testosterone looks like. Uh, war after war after war after uh, in all these video games is cutting people's heads off and seeing the blood run down like rivers and, and you know, and everything's a, a war uh, or drugs or, you know, uh, even Avatar was a war. Cartoons are wars, wars, wars. Are, it's all this programming for war. And uh, as part of the, the planet's uh, population control, all these wars, I'm, I'm, I am certain that that is part of why they engineered that into uh, all the video games and all, into all the Hollyweird. Uh, but those, <laughs> those writers and those producers and those directors, they got all of that stuff on their head. Yeah. Uh, you know. Um, they might be thinking, uh, you know, they're they're fooling us, but I'm telling you, more people are getting turned off by that crap uh, and starting to return to their heart. Uh, the more I t talk to people, I'm finding this out, and uh, I don't know if I'll live long enough to see it, but man, I'm telling you, there's a change on the way. I hope so. I I truly hope. I pray on that every single day. I find it ironic. I remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger first came out with Terminator and people didn't take it seriously as far as AI, artificial intelligence. Yes. And here we are now in 2022 and artificial intelligence is pretty much running our society, running. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Our, running our country. And I would be misleading a lot of our loyal listeners out there say that it does not, that if it doesn't, it, it makes me feel uneasy. The yeah. being uncomfortable, I see the things that are taking place. As you said, we don't have even have control of what we're doing as right. people, as individuals, because everything is being manipulated. Yes. And only level of freedom we have left is our music. And I must admit, I said, when I got you on there, I'm going to tell you something. When you left the group, that broke my heart, man. That when, when you left that, that, that I said, you know what? I'm, I'm done. I'm seeing all these great collective just energy like a shooting star groups in the, of the seventies are just going their separate ways. And I'm like, man, I, I just don't get it. I, I just don't get it. Well, let me, let me just tell you that I didn't leave the group. It was when the, when the group broke up, it was because we were sitting there at the studio waiting for Don Brewer, the, the drummer of grand. Right. He was never late for anything. He he was always early. Here we sitting there an uh, hour and a half later than when he was supposed to show up thinking. We just started talking about, man, we better call the sheriff. We better start calling. He might have gotten an accident because he ain't never late. Right. And as we're getting serious about calling, we hear the car drive in. He comes in hour and a half late walks into the control room of the studio and he says, guys, it's over. I'm over it. 
I have to find something more stable to do with my life. We went, what? <laughs> he says, it's over. I quit. Gone. Bam. Wow. So, so it wasn't me that pulled the plug on that thing. It was Don. And and then we, you know, we got back together in the early 80s, 81 and 82. But Mel didn't want to get back together. Right. And he told us that he was afraid to fly. And so we accepted that because that's what he said. Uh, but then our manager died in 82, late 82. And uh, we broke up again at that point until the right after I did the Ringo Starr All-Star Tour in 95. Grand Funk got to be, got back together for 96, 7, and 8. But we were only going to do two years um, and, and, uh, they asked me not to perform as Mark Farner as a solo artist. I said, okay, but only for a period of two years, because I've got a solo audience, right? Uh, you know, and grand funk probably wouldn't go to the places that I go to. So we were with punch Andrews, who was a manager for, uh, Bob Seger at that time and he i think he also managed kid rock for a while had something to do with it but we only did 14 play dates that year under him and and it was like yeah i'm gonna put in one more year i didn't really say it in writing which i should have i guess put everything down in writing but you you have a certain level of trust um and and we were touring and uh it went past the second year and we were right in 98 and uh, at the end of 98, that's when Don came to my hotel room and he and it was after a gig. Uh, he never came to my hotel room after a gig. It was like, wow, what is this? And he said, Mark, we all of us need to sign our individual ownership of the trademark into the corporation where it'll have this protective umbrella. Well, he had gone to law school. I didn't finish high school. So I was trusting that whatever he was seeing with this, it was going to improve the protection for the group, for the band. Uh, I did not see it for what it really was. And it was so that those two could fire me as an officer of the corporation, even though I wrote 92% of the music and sang it. And, you know, I mean, I influenced uh, way beyond that, but uh, that came as a shock to me. And then I, I saw, you know, all of these other groups that had maybe one original member, but they called it the name of the group, you know, like Foreigner and, 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 uh, what's that? Uh, well, there's a bunch of them out there. Uh, and, and so there is, even though it's legal, it's legal, but it's not honest, Right. not honest for, uh, you know, for somebody like, uh, who was it that, oh God, I'm t- trying to think of Gunnar Nelson. He was doing a radio program in Cleveland. And he says, Mark, do you know the group, the platters? I said, everybody knows the platters. He right. said, do, do you know that there's 126 different groups that call themselves the platters? Yeah. One guy owns the trademark and he licenses 
that trademark to this group, to that group, to this group, to that. And he takes a cut out of each one of those that go out as the platters. Right. He gets a little piece of that pie. And I'm going, wow, that's how they're doing it. Yeah. Uh, Journey, you know, uh, they don't have Steve in there singing, but they got this guy, you know, but they call it the name of the band. It's how honest is that? Foreigner. There's no original members in that band, but they call it Foreigner. How honest is it? It might be legal, but it just shows you how far off the law system is. Far Without as question. Without question. And I yeah. want to elaborate to a lot of the listeners out there when I say, well, Mark left. What I mean by leaving, I'm talking about leaving from a spiritual leaving because as we stated earlier, when you get together as brothers, as one, yeah, and you get this vibe that things are not being done in the best interest of everyone involved, you can always be physically be there, but mentally and spiritually, I'm out the door. I see yeah, the man. writing on the wall, and yeah. that's and that's and that's the vibe when I got when I said, "Man, it was it, it just it broke my heart when I seen you had left." from yeah. a from a a a from a just an emotional standpoint and it's really unfortunate but that's all right we got him here yeah the legendary mark <laughs> <laughs> and they get all the latest updates let your fingers do the walking stop by mark's official website that's at markfarner.com get all the latest updates he is still touring you can also buy all of his music on his official website Brother, first and foremost, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule and joining us. This is your home. We got you whatever you need. Please do not hesitate to let the teddy bear know we love you. And more importantly, we respect you, man. God bless you, brother teddy bear. I appreciate it. I appreciate the kindness that that you have showed me with your voice and in your spirit. And I appreciate that you have the right intention in your heart, brother. And I want to encourage you to stick with that love and uh, stick with that humility. You're a very humble guy, brother. Thank you. You you just stay there because that's what we need. We need humble people that is looking out for all of us. And I, I detect that in your nature. No, man, I I appreciate it. Rock and roll is very much alive. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah, brother. The legendary Mark Fonder here in the zone of LOTO Radio. God bless you, brother. Stay strong and always remain positive. It's definitely a beautiful thing. Family, I want to thank everybody for tuning in and tuning out all the negativity. Again, make sure you get all the latest updates. Stop by Mark's official website. That's at www.markfarner.com. And be sure to join us this Wednesday, of course, August the 31st at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central, and uh, what, 7 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time as we welcome the legendary Grammy Award winning Miss Terry Lynn Carrington. I want to thank everyone, as in always, Keep it soulful here in the zone of LOTO Radio. Lord have mercy.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.